We'll see what he's like when he gets into NFL shape. Can't tell you how many times I've heard this specific sentence from Mike Tomlin. But in this context, this summer, oh my. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. We are nine whole days away from the NFL draft. We are nine days away from seeing the franchise transformed. And I don't say that in some dramatic context as it's related to this particular class. I'm saying that only because that's what every draft should be. You should be bringing in prospects who can make a difference. And when you're picking 17, 32, and 49, you should be bringing in prospects who make a difference right away. And yet, the biggest difference, the biggest single difference between the Steelers of 2022 and those of 2023 most likely will come down to the difference in a single player. That, of course, is Kenny Pickett. I could bring up the obvious. I could say, well, listen, he didn't even have a full summer or training camp of first-team reps. He didn't have the first-team reps in the preseason. He started out having the third team, if you'll recall. He didn't have it at all in the regular season, and it wasn't until, my goodness, not halfway through the season, the regular season, that he really became the guy. And when he did, he did so with a still-developing offensive line and virtually no running game. Running game gets going. Kenny gets a little bit more comfortable. You get a couple of late fourth-quarter drives, and things just start taking off a bit for him. And then that's it. Plug gets pulled. You tell me which player is going to make a bigger jump from season to season. And now, add on top of all of that and his awareness of the playbook, his relationship, for whatever it's worth, with Matt Canada, but also Mike Sullivan and everybody else involved in the offense, the trust he would now have in Najee Harris, in Pat Fryermuth, in George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, and in his offensive line, which has now been bolstered by the addition of Isaac Seomalu, and who knows what else might be coming in the draft. And then add on to all of that a few pounds. Yeah, have you seen the pictures that have been coming out of the Steelers' fold. Now understand, please, that at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex this time of year, we reporters are not permitted on the grounds. That does not stop the team from doing its own reporting with its own employees and, of course, taking its own pictures. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, Rigor, relevance, that's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. They actually have a couple of professional photographers on staff. Real talented, too. And they look for scenes that aren't necessarily the most common 
stuff, you know? They're looking for stuff that's a little interesting, a little bit off the football path. And one of the shots that was taken and put on their website yesterday by Carl Roser, their outstanding full-time guy in that role, showed Pickett, A, coming through the parking lot, just holding a what looked like a, a can of something, but you could see some guns. You could see a little bit of additional thickness in his in his uh, his face, in his neck. And then there's another shot of him out on the practice field where, you know, he's not all padded up or anything. So you can get a sense there, too. And he's he's not the Kenny from last year. I don't mean to make it sound like he's going all Arnold Schwarzenegger on anybody, but he looks different. And this is not an accident. Kenny did tell us after the season that one of his goals was to get physically stronger and to bulk up a little bit. He felt like he had put himself into too many positions where he was taking hits that hurt. Now, I love that sentiment all by itself because it's so honest. Like he's He's got a million different ways he can phrase that, right? And sound like a super tough guy. I want those guys to bounce off me because I'm Mr. He-Man. And he didn't. He just said, I'm tired of these things hurting. I don't want them to hurt because when it hurts, it affects my performance. So if he's got a little bit more meat to him, stands to reason that, you know, he'll be uh, more accurate, more dangerous, uh, maybe a little bit uh, more prone to getting out of there and and running and escaping. If you think about especially the early version of Ben Roethlisberger and the way defenders would just kind of give me a good uh, verb here, slither off of him, slide off of him. You can picture it, though, right? It's not that Ben would uh, throw them off or anything violent like that. It's not that they would bounce off him. It's that they would just kind of fall to the ground when they'd make contact with him. Why? Because he had that combination of size, sturdiness, but also the the agility to get out of there and still make something out of it. Also, the, the awareness and the vision of people around him. And Kenny, to his credit, is enough of a self-critic that he took that plus what undoubtedly was the same Tomlin admonishment that every rookie gets on their way out after their first NFL season, which is next year you're coming in in NFL shape, not in college shape. We got you all year now with our conditioning program. You're going to come in the way we want you to be. That is not unique to this young quarterback. Believe me, everyone gets it from undrafted free agents on up. Everyone. So you're going to see a version of Kenny that's all those other things that I mentioned before, plus this. And if that doesn't get you excited, I mean, there's a draft in nine days then. Either that or you're hopeless. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. J1Q comes from Tony, who says, DK, I work in the Baltimore area, and the Ravens fans around here are proudly stating that the Ravens are going to end up drafting Joey Porter Jr. 
because why not? They're always trying to be the Steelers. If Joey Porter Jr. is still on the table at number 17, is there any way he gets past the Steelers? Oh, man. I thought I was going to get off with an easy one today. All right. I don't believe that there's any move up for a cornerback to be made. And the reason that I don't believe that has little to do with Porter and more to do with the overall depth of the class and the positions that other teams are likely to address along the way. So if Porter were to not be available at 17 and the Steelers, for whatever reason, were to prioritize not so much the position, but the position as a tiebreaker, meaning for best player available, they've got other options. They've got other players they can take, other corners they can take. But if the scenario that you describe is in play, and let's say there isn't a stunner in the mix like Jalen Carter falling that far, please don't throw eggs. Don't, don't stop throwing the eggs. Okay. I know he's not going to, but I'm just saying if, okay, it's a hypothetical. Jalen Carter's not going to fall that far. But if he did, you're taking him, okay? <laughs> you're taking him. And if there's another player at another position that they deem to be significantly better as a football player, they're going to take him over Joey Porter Jr. However, given the way this class breaks down, given what we know about Porter's pedigree, not just the fact that he's Peasy's kid, but his coverage ability, his island coverage ability, uh, the fact that he was able to get his hand on the ball, uh, the fact that he'd be coming to a head coach that once employed Ike Taylor and didn't care if Ike ever made interceptions. I think that you might be onto something. I think that in that event, in that very specific moment in time, looking ahead, yeah, yeah, I think they would take him. I really do. That's not me making a prediction that they're going to take Porter. I'm not ready to do that. And that's not me saying that I would take Porter. I'd still be looking at defensive line, but I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to force it. I still want just plain old best player available, but Porter at 17 might be best player available. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We will do another one of these tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.